You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Hello, ladies. Here we are with Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And I really just wanted to talk about something that is super near and dear to my heart. Uh, and it's, it's my friendships, my friends, and how much they mean to me. And I have such a heart for women. And I believe that we survive in this world because we have great friendships. <laughs> you know, I know that for myself, I absolutely adore my husband. I don't ever want to be without him. Uh, and he is my, my, he is my best friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yet my friendships, my girlfriends sustain me. They have held me up when I, I couldn't even, when I couldn't stand up metaphorically and physically. Okay. Um, I I'm completely blessed with great friendships and Linda, you and I were talking a, a little bit earlier this morning, really about this, but I watched my grandmother model really wonderful, rich, true, loyal friendships with her friends, uh, Rose Fatiniak and Adeline, that the two of them were incredible friends to the end, to the end. And I remember when Adeline passed away, I, I swear my grandmother was more devastated than when she lost my grandpa. <laughs> and I think that when I look across our culture and across really all generations, there sometimes we get a bad rap, right? And 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 meaning you know, there's trouble, there's trouble in school, there's trouble in, in groups of friendships and the old, the old, uh, what saying about, oh, you can't have three girls, right? Well, look at us. <laughs> right. But I don't know if you guys have, but I know that I have, and my daughters have experienced difficulties in friendships at school, uh, you know, and, and I think we could talk a little bit about that, but the truth is I have an abundance of friendships because I think I'm a good friend. I do have friends who struggle with having good friendships though. And they, I meet women every day who I think are very lonely and wish that, that they had really solid, true, loyal friends. And my heart breaks for them because I think of how rich my life is because of you two, right? And because of my friend Frida and Jessica and Rachel and uh, Dawn and Susie. And I, I mean, I am, I'm crazy, crazy blessed, but also 
like I said, I I'm very loyal. When you leave the room, there's nothing that is going to come out of my mouth that is negative about you. Right. Uh, and I have a great friend, Angela, and we share a great friend, Mary Beth, who's been my bestie since, you know, third grade. And Mary Beth is having some medical issues. Okay. And Angela and I have really become friends in the last two years, but we're both very good friends with Mary Beth. Now I've been praying for Mary Beth. This is a serious issue. Uh, and what's interesting is that it's been going on for, I would say a couple weeks now. And I talked to Mary Beth and I said, have you shared this with Angela? And she said, oh yeah, yeah. Now Angela and I have talked at least five different times, but neither one of us mentioned it. And it was, and I laughed and I said, well, there you go. <laughs> we are being loyal and true. We didn't have permission to share right yet. And and I said, there we are, because we, Angela and I love each other. We usually tell each other everything, but it wasn't our information to share, right? So does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. You know, and I said, look, look how, well, how loyal we are, right? Instead of the gossip, the whatever it is. But there's so many, I think, things that can hurt friendships, but you have to be loyal. You have to be, um, you know, I raise, I have, I'm the third generation of nothing but girls. So I am very familiar with how female relationships work. And then I was in a completely female dominated industry, the cosmetic industry. And at that time it was all females basically that worked within that industry, uh, except at the upper echelon. We've talked about that before, but I think that, um, you know, there's our family motto is people, you use things and you love people, right? And it sounds simple, but we measure everything against that. That's what we measure. Okay. So if you, if you, if it's going to cause pain to your friend, then you give up the thing. Right. Um, I think that that's true, Judy, that, you know, everything that you said and female friendships are so important. And, you know, sometimes women can be um, very hurtful to one another. They can be very catty. They can be sneaky. I mean, more so, I think, than men. And so for me, my women that are my friends are my really good friends. And they are loyal and they are there if I need them. No questions asked, never anything wanted back from me. Just they're there if I need them. And I think that for any of us to, to have good friends like that, we start with being a good friend because you can't have a good friend unless you are a good friend. And the trust that, that women can develop within, you know, their circle of friends is phenomenal. It's just something it's worth so much to us. And once we kind of get burned by somebody, then, then we'd be a lot more careful. So, 
you know, I mean, I think that that I would say to women that there there's nothing more wonderful than your friendships with other women. And that to have those that that you have to be that friend first. And if somebody if somebody is not that person, like you said, that that treasures your privacy, that is there when you need them, then you know, you, you really need to move on and and understand that that's an acquaintance of yours and you don't need to drop them, but they're not a true friend kind of in the inner circle of friends. I wholeheartedly agree. And I believe that female friendships are literally a gift from God. You know, when Adam was created and he was alone, what did God say? It's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make you a helpmate. He made a woman because that was our design. That's the way God designed it. Not only just to be Adam's helpmate, but when other women came around, you know, when, when other women, however, other women were created, um, God created men and women, women to think differently. And I love the way women think compared to the way men think. And I, I can say this to you too, and anybody else listening, um, my spouse happens to not be my best friend. Um, so I rely on, on women, my female friends, for that, that outlet when I want to really share deeply. And you know how women like to, and this is not meant to be negative, but we can talk a thing to death. Sometimes that's really important. Sometimes that is really important to talk a thing to death because it helps you get it out. And keeping that, anything that's negative inside is unhealthy mentally, spiritually, physically, all of the above. And it's women that have the ears that can listen on end. Not so much a spouse. And I don't even know that God intended for a spouse, a male spouse, to be the one that all of that information should fall on his ears. So it is truly a gift the way women can share with each other in the confidence, like you both have mentioned, that is so important. Um, the way that women think we can compartmentalize, we can multitask, we can think of so many different things at one time while we're taking care of little things and feeding the dog and driving your kid to school. It's just, it's a special gift that we've been given and I, I really do believe almost all women have that gift. We support each other. I don't know of a better support group than an all-female support group. We will listen to each other. We will share. Sometimes we share too much, but we forgive each other. And we can forgive each other a lot easier, I think, personally. We have been tasked as females to be the caretakers, to be the ones to express emotion, whereas men sometimes, and I'm speaking in general terms, can have a difficult time expressing emotion. It is a gift that we have been given that can be used in so many ways. And when you think about communication, I can say this with all the confidence in the world, but if women ruled the world, 
we would not be having some of the problems that we're having. I just. That's so true. And, so but women true. can change that. Becky, women can change that because as we go as women, so go the men. So that is something that we can change and we need to understand that power. I want to go back to something you said about friendships. Now, my husband is my best friend for sure, but you're so right. There are things that if I started going on and on, like I do say with your Judy, it would be he, 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 I would lose him. You know, he would be off in La La Land somewhere in his brain because he doesn't want to hear all that stuff. They, they think differently and they should think differently. God made them differently. So, so if I'm going to, and, and by the way, I need somebody to complain about my husband too. It's going to be a girlfriend, you know, so that when they do something that frustrates me, I, I can talk to a girlfriend and, and they, in their marriage probably can relate, you know? Um, so that, you know, it, it's a whole different thing. If I would say, and I'll just use an example, um, cause, cause I'm pretty lucky with my husband that he doesn't do a lot that drives me crazy, but there's a few things that, that drive us all crazy about our, anybody that we live with. And so if my husband does something and I complain about it to him often, but, but yet I realize he's probably never going to change what that's going to cause a grading kind of situation between he and I, where I can go to a girlfriend, I can say, Hey, Judy, you know, does your husband do this? Cause this really annoys me and we can commiserate about it and kind of get over it. And I, and that, I mean, that's just the, the great thing about female friendships is you can kind of, you can talk about things that bug you but without having the repercussions as though you were talking to your husband about it, you know? Agreed. Exactly. It's a, it's a support system. It's, it's a, an amazing support system. We understand. I think we also understand because we use emotion more than men do or in a different way than men do. We really use it. And I think that is so helpful for each other. And it helps with our understanding with our spouses or with other people and men. You know, I, um, when I am in relationship with my great friend and it's in the beginning, I usually warn him. It could get messy, <laughs> you know? And I'd like to talk about that um, in the future, because if you really are going to be vulnerable and you really are going to be in total relationship with somebody, there's going to be times when you hurt each other. So I'd like to talk about that maybe a little bit later. That's, that's a great thing to talk about because it's so true and it happens so easily, sometimes without even thinking, without realizing that we have hurt somebody. Um, but that friendship, that true, there is a difference. And we can talk about this too, a difference between acquaintance and friendship. There's a difference. And you've mentioned it, Judy, the importance of that friendship is the trust that you have with each other, that you know that if, if I've said something to completely offend either one of you, you're going to come to me and talk about it. And that's what friendships do not just ignore you or cancel you. Absolutely. And most of the time it's unintentional. 
Well, and, and it's something that, that you can talk about, which we'll do when we come right back. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on the precautions, but deep down, you still want to avoid getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray. Made in the USA, Cofix RX reduces viral loads and minimizes the risk of you getting sick. Find a retailer near you or click our banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Let the silent voices be heard. It was the rallying call that started it all. It's a wide spectrum of programming, from world and political news to societal and cultural stories. Six amazing years of news blogs, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Along with a healthy immune system, clean air is vital for optimal health. According to the EPA, we spend 90% of our time indoors, where germs are most concentrated. It's essential to clean indoor air. Genesis is the only technology that quickly, safely, and effectively kills pathogens both in the air and on surfaces in seconds, reducing the viral load in any environment. The powerful, well-built Genesis Fogger produces a dry, ultra-fine mist using HOCL, which occurs naturally in our own immune systems. We'll be living with airborne diseases in the future. New viruses and antibiotic-resistant superbugs are no problem for Genesis. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at americaoutloud.com. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And I've got my two besties here. My name's Judy Moran, and I'm the Director of Client Relations here at the 12-week year. And I'm also a kitchen goddess and a fabulous friend. This is, and I'm here with Linda Martinelli, who is entrepreneur extraordinaire. She has her own business, runs her own business, and she is also uh, the one of the hosts of uh, Talking While Married, which is an amazing show. And uh, then I've got my great friend, Becky Kominen, and she is an incredible voice talent, has her own business. And so you've just got three powerhouse, fabulous women here. And we're going to, we're chatting about friendship. We're chatting about women's friendship. And on first glance, you think, oh, that's a nice light subject, right? <laughs> but the, in truth, it's essential. It is just as essential as breathing air, I think. I, I cannot imagine my life without my girlfriends. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about how wonderful it is to have rich friendships, how important it is. And what I'd like to talk about is what happens when you do have a friend that you absolutely adore and you've shared many years 
many seasons with, and all of a sudden you hurt each other. And what happens, right? And because this will happen. And normally when I enter into a friendship and I, I see that we are clicking and it's all incredible and it's wonderful. I usually warn them that I say, listen, this could get messy, right? It could, I could hurt you. And and you know what? I probably am going to hurt you someplace. You know, if we're in this for any length of time, I probably will unintentionally hurt your feelings. And I really don't want you to ignore it. I really want you to come to me and share with me and be authentic and say, Hey, Jude, you did this. You said this, and this is the way it made me feel. And right now, you know, it's breaking us. This is hurting us. And I don't know if you intentionally meant to do it, but you know, just tell me, don't let it fester. Don't talk about it with other friends. Don't go to other people and talk about it. Come straight to me and tell me how I, you know, that I messed up and I do mess up. I really do. And, but I can, I can pretty much tell you it would, it would be intentional. Um, so I have experienced a very great friendship. We were in business together and it fractured for a while and through the whole, whole ordeal. I mean, it really actually took us like two years to heal, but in that time period, we never let go of each other. So we were angry. We were hurt. Uh, Both of us thought the other uh, didn't care, right? Didn't think of the other. Uh, Both of us had all the same, all of the same feelings. And yet we were committed to each other. We were committed to the friendship and and it went back to the old use things and love people, right? And that moment in my life, it really put that to to the test. It really, really, really put it to the test. But I think through prayer, through good Christian counsel, and through the commitment that we had to each other, I mean, I love her so much and she loves me so much. And we, I can tell you that today our friendship is deeper and even and better than it ever was before. Has that ever happened to either one of you? Oh, absolutely. Um, Two instances where one friendship completely fell apart. And sadly, after 25 years of knowing this person, we don't speak to each other at all. It ended so, so badly. And I'm, I'm okay with it knowing that I really didn't, I wasn't the cause of this friendship breakup. There was a lot going on in her life and she, she became very toxic 
toward me to the point of where I didn't really recognize who she was anymore. Sadly, she and her husband divorced and just everything kind of blew up in her life. And she has remained in that sort of blow up, just living in debris, living in the aftermath. And yet I also have another relationship with someone I haven't known for maybe more than about six years, but we have grown so close. Christ is our, is the center of our relationship. But there was a point where she became frustrated with something that I wasn't doing and wouldn't voice it and kept dropping hints. And I was shocked to learn of her thoughts on particular matters. And she, when I asked her, she said, no, I I can't share that. And I said, we know each other this well. I'm, I'm asking you for the sake of our relationship, tell me what's going on. And when she did, it was like something you see out of the movie, like from Raiders, when the lid opens on the ark and just don't look, it just came out. Like yeah. that. I, yeah. felt, I felt the breeze. I felt the heat from what was yeah. coming out of that box. Yeah. And I stood there silently listening. And I always remember what my mother shared is always listen to someone's criticism, find if there's any truth in it. And if there's any truth in it, make those changes and make those amends and move on. So I listened and I said, you know, it is time that I got this stuff out of your garage. You've been so gracious to house that for us. And she had kept telling me, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, true confession, a year had passed and where we were living was in limbo. There was no place for us to take it, but she'd had enough. And I wasn't aware of it until that day when all everything broke loose. But we came, we walked through that fire and grew closer because of it. She apologized profusely time and time and time again for the things that she said at that moment. And I believe firmly because God is, was the glue in our relationship, it didn't bother me nearly as much as I would, as it would have years previously. It was like, you know, there's some truth in that. And yeah, I need to do that. So we can move on from this and we're still great friends. And I think that that's the key is with friendships, any friendships is communication, good communication, and getting those things out and saying what you think, even if it's something that's not good. um, You've got to you've got to say it. I had a girlfriend, I still have she's still probably my best friend. um, After many, many years. And there there was a time that she had started dating uh, a guy who was one of the coaches of little league, um, her, her kids and kid little league. And she had started dating him. And I, I honestly was never fond of him, but I wasn't not fond of him. You know, it, it was, I didn't know enough to, to say one thing or another. She was happy. So I'm at home by myself one night and this, my doorbell rings and it's this guy. And he big time puts the make on me. And I said, 
you have got to be kidding. So-and-so is my best friend. I would never, ever do this to her. How could you do this to her? I mean, I gave him what for, like, how dare you do this to my friend? And I was really disturbed by his disloyalty. I honestly was nothing but loyal to my friend. And the next day I told her about it. I felt that I had to tell her about it. She went off on me that I must have seduced him to come over. And I, I was, I was just in shock and I was really, really, really hurt. Um, because first of all, I was never interested in him. I ne- he's never even on my radar to be interested in, but I mean, I did every single thing right there. And I don't think she spoke to me for maybe a year. It might've been two years. I don't remember. Um, and, and that was a lot of years ago. And, and we, she called me at some point and she profusely apologized. And she said she was the one that was wrong, that she understands that I did nothing um, because apparently he did it more to other people. They usually so, do. Yeah. So um, today we are, I mean, just, just extremely, extremely close. And she's one of those people that I would say in my life that where she would do anything for me, I would do anything for her. We're extremely close. Uh, we can talk about any and everything. And what I, I would say that the people in my life that I can count as really, really, really close friends are probably on one hand in, in my life. I have lots of friends, but I'm talking about those friends that you trust implicitly. And one of them has passed and she's another that that I know that, you know, I, I feel like I can say anything and I'm, I'm not being judged. You know, there's not that thing going on in their mind in, in a really good friend's mind. There's not that thing going on that's saying um, one thing out of their mouth and another thing in their brain, you know, um, that that's a, a true friendship. And we all need to have that somewhere in our life. I mean, it's, it's so important that we don't go, go through life as a standalone person that, that we human relationships are just so important, but being that person for somebody to me is the most important. You know, when you think about historically with female friendships, think about during the most troubled times in life, world war two, the depression, what was happening during that time? And I was privileged enough to know my great grandmother who shared things and my grandmother who shared stories the women during the depression in the late thirties, mid late thirties, they would have sewing bees and they were women that got together and they would sew things. They're taking care of each other and they're taking care of their neighbors and friends. They would get together and can food as a group. The women, the women would do this. Women are very nurturing and sharing and caring And it would be the women that would watch each other's kids because they knew somebody needed assistance. Someone needed help. My mother always baked cookies and took them to shut-ins and people. And it's another gift that we have. We are, for the most part, most women that I know are nurturing. Um, 
And I think that that adds such a bonding element to female friendships. Really, I, I wanted to, I'm going to interrupt you because you said something to me earlier, you and I were chit chatting about the kind of woman that kind of um, flirts with somebody's husband. Right. And, And how you handle that, because you said that when you text somebody, you involve their wife as well. I was, I was sharing, you know, we have our, our little gang of friends, my group of friends. And, um, I said to you that it would like, if one of my friend's husbands made a move on me, it would be like incest, you know, right (laughs) now. It's like, no, no. It's like, he's my brother. Right. Um, and it's funny. We laugh. And I said, but we, we, I, we have created this uh, almost like a friendship bubble, um, to protect ourselves and things like, I would never, I would never just go out to lunch with my girlfriend's husband. I would never, you know, without her, right. Or without my husband. Right. I, I, um, when I text the men in the group, it's always in a group chat. I don't text them. I don't, I don't have a text thread with my girlfriend's husband, just the two of us. I always include, you know, either my husband or his wife, right. In the text. And, and it's not that, um, it's, it's not that I don't trust him. It's that I'm, I'm putting out there that, Hey, I am trustworthy and everything I have to say and every, all of our communication is all out there for the world to see. And I don't, I, I just don't invite any, there is no question with any one of my friends and their husbands that I would ever be interested in their husband. Now, it, it, it's kind of interesting because we just moved out here to Arizona uh, last summer and I was crying and carrying on. I'm like, I don't want new friends, you know, I want my old friends. And part of it too was they, they, I, I have never real, I have never had to deal with a friend who was flirting with my husband because of the way we have created our friendships. So part of me was a little bit worried. You know, I think Brian's cute and he smells good. So of course somebody'd want to flirt with them, right? Right. <laughs> I love that you included that he smells good. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that that is such an outrageous violation and it should be in the code of ethics of being a good friend. And <laughs> yeah, don't you think? I mean, it's almost, you, you think it should go without saying, but it doesn't, does it? No, you know what, what I, I like to have friends as couples um, where people that are happily married, right? It's, it's so much fun to be with people that are not disparaging their spouse. 
because I'm sure we've all been in that situation where somebody is griping at their spouse or talking behind their back, you know, when they, Oh, he does this, he does that. But just, just to have couples that love each other and you feel that, and they're secure in their relationship is to me is the best, the best kind of people to go out with as a married couple, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's, girlfriends could be anybody. My best girlfriend happens to be single, but it does, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Cause you have different friends, you know, you have the married sure. couple friends and you have mm-hmm. the single friends, but friendship all in all is, it's just so important. And I, I just can't stress enough that you have to be that good friend. You have to not be that person that kind of stabs your friends in the back. And that's, that's what's important. Let's get real. Let's get loud. On America Out Loud Talk Radio, this is McCullough Report. Are you tired of your tired vitamins? Consider Healthy Cell. These are pill-free vitamins that are in convenient gel packs. Uh, I like the Focus and Recall supplement. I use this a lot. You know, your brain uses a lot of energy and it depends on a variety of micronutrients and vitamins. Boost your short-term focus and long-term brain power with Healthy Cell's Focus and Recall Vitamins. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD, for 20% off your first order of any Healthy Cell product. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Thanks for listening. You can tune in to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at AmericaOutloud.com. Back to Ladies of Liberty once again. So, ladies, Dr. Fauci is once again saying that we may have to go back to masks. Oh, no. Oh, no, we won't. (laughs) So I think that this is getting a little crazy and they don't want to let go of all these extraordinary powers that they have and emergency powers, and they want to just keep control over people. And Becky, we were just talking during the break and saying that COVID is coming back in some places, but is it really, and is it a version of COVID that we all need to worry about, or is it just like a cold anymore? I mean, when are we going to stop this? Because I saw that New York is making children two to five wear masks. This is just crazy ridiculous. And they say that they have some increases in cases. Is it 50% increase? Is it 2%? I mean, an increase is an increase, no matter what it is. 
So are we playing word games with this? Do we need this? Because a study just came out on this day that we are all talking that says that the, the red states that were much more free did better during the pandemic than did the blue states like California, like Illinois, like New York, that were all locked down. Hmm. Well, I have to say, I've been getting little bits and pieces about this new surge that's happening in China. And then what happened recently with a big dinner in Washington, D.C., and the multitudes there that have come down with COVID. But the news is emitting an emotional rush for people of, oh, no, it's happening again. We better put on the masks. We better lock down. We better look what's happening. Look, they're calling them hypocrites, hypocrites. And I was just saying to Linda and Judy that last weekend we crammed in, my husband and I crammed in two years worth of socializing in 24 hours because for some reason it just worked out. We went to a show. Um, we went to see Hamilton, have to say it. It was amazing. So we saw Hamilton, but we went to dinner beforehand and the restaurant was packed and met with people that I had just met for the first time, but very gregarious, outgoing people. So there was hugging and kissing. I wasn't used to that for two years. I haven't other than my immediate family. I know. And so then the following night we met another couple we hadn't had dinner with in 20 years and there was hugging and kissing involved there too. And I was saying that when we departed, because we shut the place down, we stayed so long. When we left, the uh, both the husband and wife hugged me, and then the husband kissed me. As and I knew him twenty years ago. I've known him for twenty five years or thirty five years, and we used to kiss each other on the cheek or just a little, you know, peck. But I haven't with anybody like no contact with anybody in so long that when that happened in my brain, part of me was like, Oh my gosh. And my husband was, you know, 12 inches away, just standing right there. That felt weird. And the other thought in my head was <gasps> your other thought I'm, was, wow, that was fun. I know <laughs> all that too. <laughs> but my other thought was I'm going to die. I just kissed somebody and he probably has COVID. I have no idea what he has. Is he healthy? But, you know, the amount of alcohol that he consumed that night probably killed anything. So I shouldn't have worried. There you go. That's the way to handle it. <laughs> but those are the thoughts. You know, when you read the news, it's like, everywhere. So <gasps> and so I guess I'm, of course, myself with many others, I'm ready for the extreme measures to be over. And we have to live. We really have to live. And I cannot tell you how enjoyable that 24 hours, those 24 hours were. It, it was, I, I was, it was like walking on the sun. I was so, I just felt so bright and energized and two years in waiting. It was phenomenal. And thank the good Lord, I'm healthy. It's been a week or two. I forget how long. You know, and I, I do it all the time, right? I mean, I'm with people all the time and I've never had COVID. And I, I'm not afraid of getting the Omicron variant. I, it's just, if I do, I do. It'll be like a head cold or a, 
mild symptoms. Uh, all my kids have had it, but you're right. We have to live and we have to stop all this nonsense with the masks and the um, trying to lock people up and trying to, I mean, we've hurt our country terribly and, and the whole COVID pandemic was taken advantage of by politicians to enact more control over the people and they have, and now they don't want to give up those, those powers that they use, the emergency powers that they use because they're power hungry and greedy and we need to not accept it. If, if I can, Becky, if I can go through virtually the whole pandemic in Texas, eating in restaurants and tra I traveled to Hawaii, I think four times during since COVID started, I've traveled to Italy, I've traveled to Mexico, I, 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 and I'm perfectly fine. I mean, how can we say that this is some big problem? We're, we're making it something that's not, I believe. Well, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish at all for those that have lost loved ones during the pandemic, because I do know of people whose spouses have died. But we're in um, a different version now, Becky, we're in now, a different version of, of COVID that is not um, deadly like it was. And when people even get the flu and they have other comorbidities, they can die as well. They can, they can pass from, from different things. But ultimately my belief is, and, and not with any preconceived notion that, that when COVID came and it was so new and it was a very virulent version of it. Right. And, um, I, I think that the hospitals mistreated it and they will say that today that, that intubating people basically killed a lot of people. Well, it wasn't the right answer, but we didn't know the answer. No. Now we know. Now we know. But that, but that fear factor is something that the press uses like water. They just, that's their go-to get people to be afraid. And I've, I have, I admit I've been afraid at times. I mean, in my social activity for two years has just been nothing, but it's, it's time I'm out, th I'm out there. But I also, at the same time, don't, we have so many things coming up that it would just be horrid if I were unable to attend that I'm, I'm being careful for at least the next month because I, I'm getting back to the female and the friendships and relying on, I'm the one who's making things work in what, I, what we have coming up in life for the next month. And I need to remain healthy and for my work, because if I get a cold, I can't work. Unless you need me to talk like this. That's right. <laughs> exactly. But you know, you're taking responsibility for your own health. You are being accountable for your own life and your own health. You are saying, um, I'm going to refrain from large groups, or I am going to not hug and kiss people. And I, because I personally need to, to stay healthy, right? Yeah. I don't hear you saying that everybody out there needs to wear a mask and everybody else needs to stay home and everybody else needs to be responsible right. for your health and your situation. I, I, uh, it just, that just kills me when 
the government in certain states enforces this uh the whole population um mandate right draconian right exactly it's just uh it's about control and they're trying to milk it they're trying to milk the covid fear for all it's worth and I really get frustrated. I have great friends whom I adore who have bought into the fear completely. And it, their life is so sad. (laughs) I mean, they don't get to do anything and they, they don't get to do anything. They don't get to live their life and all for what I don't, I do not understand because especially now I, I, I did understand in the beginning uh, and, and like you, I have lost loved ones to, uh, in, to COVID. Uh, I, I want to say those loved ones had prior conditions. They had their immune systems were definitely compromised uh, in certain ways. Uh, and so I do believe personally that any infection that they, any difficult infection that they experience would have, I think caused the same outcome, but it is the variants that are out there now truly are not life-threatening. It's like you said, it's like a bad head cold and we've all survived bad head colds before. So I just go back to be responsible for yourself and understand what your personal limitations are and act accordingly. I do not need the government telling me what I can and can't do and what I have to wear. It's So how long do you think this is going to go on? I think it's going to go on for a long, long time. As long as we let it, as long as we, we, the people let it. And, and we have the opportunity upcoming to vote these people out. Right. And some people we don't because they're not up for reelection at that time. But I, I don't know when you take a Eric Adams in New York, who now puts a mandate on these young children who are not getting this version, who are not dying from this version. Why make them go to school? It's already been proven that the masks hurt them in so many ways, besides rebreathing your own, you know, waste air. Besides that, children look at facial expressions. They look at um, mouth formation with words and that, that's how they learn. And we've taken that away from them. And, and I just think it's time to stop that. And think when you about a country like, like China, who says, okay, we, we, we're locking everybody down. We have an increase. Okay, but an increase in what? In a deadly version? Or is it a new version? Or is it an Omicron version? And because they have like a zero tolerance uh edict there if they get any cases they start locking people down it's it's pretty crazy so i i don't i don't want to live that way and i think that you know when you travel across the united states and you go to some states they're very very open and free and when you go to other states they're very oppressive but we're all in the same country so i don't understand the the difference either look what's happening in ukraine 
with all the people, what is it, 4.3 million that are now over in Poland and other countries and people are welcome, <clears throat> welcoming and bringing them in. And it's like, we're not even, we're not going to test you. We're not going to make you wear the mask. You just come. They're being human and right. they don't have a choice because of the situation. The pandemic is done in Ukraine for all mm -hmm. practical purposes. Mm -hmm. They're dealing with life and death, unfortunately, not because of a virus. Well, how do, how do you even put masks on kids two to five years old and at the same time, let hundreds of thousands of people over the border with no medical testing, with no knowledge of what they're bringing in. And then you delete Title 42, which was your only protection against that in the first place. How does that happen? How do you lock down Americans and you yet let every uh, illegal immigrant over our border without any problem at all? I mean, that makes no sense on its face. I agree. I, I agree. I think it's, uh, I, I, I look at, I see all of these illegal immigrants just pouring through, right? And nobody's vaccinated, nobody's masking, nothing. Um, I really love what your governor's doing. <laughs> he has 900 buses right now, but he said he can get an infinite amount of buses and he, he's sending them to D.C., because if they're going to do that and put them all in Texas, he's going to get them out of there. And you know what? Texans are all for it. I love it. I love it. Yep. But when Title 42 is over in May, uh, we are all going to be in big trouble. And I live on a border state. Judy, you live on a border state. But these people are headed your way too, Becky. They're, they're, they're everywhere in the country. And the repercussions that we will suffer from this will be forever. So the increase in drugs, the increase in fentanyl, the uh, increase in disease, the increase in welfare and uh, tax money going to uh, educating these children that they bring over. Uh, it, it's, it's a medical, it's, it's huge. It's a huge repercussion and get ready to explode here in a short time. If, if, and when title 42 is eliminated, um, there's going to be a surge at the border like you've never seen in your life. So, oh, you know, yeah. how, how dare they put masks on us and our children to walk in a restaurant and yet they let these people pour over our border. It makes no sense. It Ridiculous. Make sense. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. They're just hoping that all those people are going to vote. It's absurd. It's just so wrong and absurd. Well, they're going to try and and get them some amnesty so that they can vote. Mm -hmm. They might be surprised to find that they don't end up voting for them, though. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. That'll be interesting, won't it? Yeah. Yep. I know in Texas, the, the Hispanic population is turning more and more uh, red because they don't like to see what's happening either. You know, they people mm -hmm. came over here legally. They've worked very hard. And they don't like everybody else getting a free ride this way. Right. They shouldn't. I, it really bothers me. You know what you're mentioning, Linda? It really, really bothers me. The situation of people coming over the border and receiving funding, receiving um, things that a number of Americans. clothes, telephones. Things that our, our cherished war veterans can't even get. 
and tell me how that makes sense. That makes sense. And why, why isn't that just a no brainer? It's like, you know what? We need to take care of this first. And I don't know why it's not happening. Well, we have to vote. It's about how we vote and it's about getting involved. Yeah. Yep. There's an agenda there. And the only way to break that agenda is by understanding who and what we're voting for. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 